This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So Chief Justice Raymond Zondo yesterday announced that uh, senior lawyers and legal academics will be considered for appointment directly to the Constitutional Court. Justice Zondo made the announcement on the sidelines of the Judicial Services Commission's interviews, adding that he had already uh, moved to secure two practitioners and one academic to act before the JSC's April uh, interviews. Uh, the Chief Justice says that uh, he consulted with Justice Minister Ronald Lamola to request request the President Cyril Ramaphosa to make the acting appointments. Let's speak to Research and Advocacy Officer at Judges Matam Begazeli Benjamin. Thank you so much for your indulgence and agreeing to come on a little bit later. Good morning. Good morning, TT, and good morning to the and listeners. Okay, so first of all, how significant is this announcement that, uh, you know, senior lawyers and legal and uh, academics can now act in the Constitutional Court? Well, it, it is uh, very much significant, TT. Um, it is something that hasn't happened in 25 years. Um, mm-hmm. Even though the Constitution requires that only four of the 11 members of the Constitutional Court must have been judges before they were appointed, what we've seen, though, in the last 25 years is that only judges were considered for that court, mm-hmm. and, and which um, in many ways makes sense, right? You want people to rise through the ranks mm-hmm. uh, up to the Constitutional Court. But in some ways, it did sort of make our constitutional court a little bit poorer mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't now it, it couldn't benefit from the experience that legal academics have, the expertise that they've honed through the years. And also some senior legal practitioners, for example, are, are not really interested in going up the ranks because they are literally at the cutting edge of, of legal practice. So if you have those people come directly to the court, then they bring all that wealth of experience. And so this is a significant decision, and it probably will benefit the Constitutional Court. Now, if you talk about, and I do wonder here, if I say, for example, as an academic, the academic that would be allowed to act in the Constitutional Court, would it have to be somebody who had previously um, worked as a judge or maybe as a as a law, as an advocate or whatever the case is, or you know somebody who has been a career academic, would they still be uh, uh, um, you know eligible? Because I'm thinking here of like, would this be somebody who has had experience in writing judgments and so forth? Yeah, well, not necessarily. You don't need to have practiced uh, as a as a legal practitioner or must have been a judge before you are appointed at the constitutional court. But you must be at the cutting edge of um, your your career as as a legal academic. And and the reason is really simple and makes a lot of sense. The constitutional court sits very differently from, for example, the high court. The constitutional court deals with only big questions of mm, law mm. and principle. And so you need someone with the depth of knowledge and the depth of experience to grapple with those big legal questions. So, for example, in our country, we have A-rated uh, uh, lawyers who are experts in constitutional law, who are respected globally for, for, their, uh, for their expertise in, in, in constitutional law. Mm. So if you have those people coming into the constitutional court, it can only benefit 
the stature, the global stature of the Constitutional Court. So the, 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 there are two reasons. The first one is that the Constitutional Court operates differently from other courts. Mm-hmm. But the second one, you do want people at the cutting edge, uh, including legal practitioners. They, they're not going to get someone who only has five years experience. Yeah. They need the senior counsel of the senior counsel. So mm. the, what they call the eminent silks. Right. I was about to say, actually, is uh, you use the a you use the term a raid uh, lawyers there. Um, is there actually a category? How are um, you know legal practitioners or you know um, how are they categorized? Or is there a, a way of ranking them, for lack of a better word? So there are all, there are metrics that are used, for example, for academics. Um, the National Research Foundation has a rating system. Um, so if you are a, 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 an established researcher, you get a C rating. Mm-hmm. And if the higher you, you, you go, the, the more impact your research has and the more global recognition it has, you go up to B. But when you reach A-level status, mm-hmm. that means you are the leading authority in the world on that particular subject. And in this country, in South Africa, we have those kinds of, of, of lawyers who are respected globally, law, law professors who are respected globally, who have an A rating. When it comes to legal practitioners, in, in advocates, you know, there's that thing of SC, which means senior counsel. Yes. Mm. So senior counsel means that you've already proven yourself to your peers, mm. and they rate you highly enough that they decided to elevate you to senior counsel status. But even then, it's not enough. You must have a proven track record. So you must be an authority on that particular area mm. of the law. Mm. And that's why they, you will be considered for the Constitutional Court. So those are the kinds of uh, decisions that will be looked at. It's not just any lawyer or any professor. It will only be those at the cutting edge mm. uh, of, of legal practice and legal academia. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see who these two candidates said that the Chief Justice would not elaborate on um, who they are <laughs> when their identity is revealed. Okay, on, an, on a separate matter uh, related though, the JSC conducting uh, interviews uh, for um, judges, uh, well, there were four vacancies uh, in the Supreme Court of Appeal, but they opted for only two um, uh, to recommend only two names. What do you make of that? And uh, a word on the candidates that prevailed. Well, uh, uh, to be quite honest, I'm, I'm still trying to make sense of it because it makes absolutely no sense. Um, it is it is utterly disappointing to see the JSC sit for interviews, two days of interviews. We finished yesterday past midnight and wow. the JSC had interviewed 10 candidates. A lot of them were brilliant candidates, right? Mm. And the JSC decided to only appoint two instead of four. Mm. I, 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 I cannot understand. It makes no sense. And I do think it is completely irrational, in, even in terms of the Constitution. Yes, the JSC has been doing well in terms of how it conducts the interviews. But it, it seems now that the problem is, is in the deliberations and the decision-making where the JSC just doesn't seem to, to, to make, it doesn't mm. make sense to me. Absolutely no sense. Because the, the candidates that were put forward, for example, are people who have knowledge in specialized areas of the law, like commercial law, mm. which in the last five years, the, the Supreme Court of Appeal has lost a lot of that experience through retirement, mm. through promotions, and even a death. One of, one of the judges of the SCA died. So you needed people who will be able to fill in that gap in experience. What the JSC has now done is that they've decided, no, we're not going to appoint two of them. We're just going to appoint two and not, and not the, the entire four. So 
for us it just makes no sense um but i'm I'm hoping today that the jc would give us more insight as to how it came to the decision because for me and i think it's completely rational i mean and what does that do then and where does that leave the two vacancies then well, what they're saying is that they'll be they'll re-advertise them, so they'll interview them in in April, um, which again it means six months for for the next six months the the courts will be sitting with those vacancies open, mm. and and like I said, they are desperately needed. The the SCA is is a specialized court. It, mm. It's an appellate court, second highest from the constitutional court. It deals with the majority of cases that come on appeal and actually has to give guidance to all the high courts mm. around the country. So you, you desperately need those two. And I think it, they, the, their absence will be felt mm. because the, 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 the other judges would have to carry a heavier load mm. now that there are two seats just sitting empty and the JC doesn't actually do its job and then uh, a word on those two that have been uh, selected uh, judge uh, uh, Faiza Kathri Sitilwani and uh, judge Anama Lishani Lekhwele who have been put forward then well i i think um they we can't also fault them the, those two they are they were candidates in the system and and i think they will make a, a decent contribution at mm. the SCA the bigger problem is the JC deciding not to to take full the, the full complement of judges. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is the bigger problem. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, as always, for your insights in Vegas. Zeli Benjamin, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Good morning. He is a researcher and advocacy officer at Judges Matter. 20 minutes after 8. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.